Let's check in with Rob Shaw with Check News. He is here with today's headlines. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So we know that the BCGEU is stepping back on its job action, but we don't know a whole lot of the details on what led to that and what we might expect today in the next few days. What are your thoughts on this development? Yeah, Premier John Horgan yesterday called it a tentative deal, and I think that might not technically be exactly what it is, but it's pretty pretty darn close. Uh, and clearly, a, a few things are going on here that sort of help contextualize this. And one is that the government was quite stung with the picket lines that the BCGU had put up at the liquor and cannabis uh, warehouse distribution system. It had, and you've covered it on the show. It has wreaked havoc in the private liquor uh, industry, in the restaurant and hospitality industry. And one of its asks at this point of the union was take those down as we finalize the final sort of uh, few outstanding issues in this potential deal. So that that good faith gesture, as the GEU put it, um, is something the government wanted to happen. The second thing is government could only bring the GEU back to the table with a better offer than the one that we know is out there already, which was 11% average wage increase over three years and a $2,500 signing bonus. So whatever gets announced here will be better than that. I don't think it's going to be significantly better than that because the GEU's request was a cost of living adjustment uh, for its wages that, you know, cost of living inflation is 6-7% this year. uh, And government has been pretty clear it can't afford that. But a better deal, a slightly better deal, will allow the GEU to say, uh, that the strike achieved something for its members. And then the other context here is there were other unions that were getting you know, uh, further down the path of negotiating with government and happier with the offer on the table than the GEU was, including the HEU, uh, the, the Health Employers uh, Union, which represents uh, a number of people in the healthcare sector. And you know, they had publicly stated that they were happy to go back to the table and, and making significant progress. So I think there was some pressure in the union movement as well, that this offer on the table and a slightly better version was probably as as good as they could get. And uh, prolonging this strike and the economic consequences of it on jobs and on people was not uh, something that was palatable for the BCGU to con- to continue. So we'll wait and see what the deal is itself. But uh, I think I think it'll be slightly better, but not that much better. Uh, and allow everyone to save face and and wrap this thing up. Right, because imagine a scenario, like you said, when we were hearing from the HEU that they were, uh, you know, they were doing okay at the table. Imagine if the HEU had come out and said, well, we've reached a deal, here it is, and the BCGEU was still there and with job action. Uh, Imagine the optics of that. That would be very embarrassing for the GEU, and I know that some sort of have watched this labor dispute and been uh, surprised that the BCGEU is the one going so hard and and being so uh, you know quick to strike in a way uh, when that's not usually its position. You usually get that from the BC Teachers Federation or the Nurses uh, Union, and so I think maybe the GEU slightly overextended itself and the public sentiment and uh, and even the sentiment of some of its members and the sentiment in, in the community uh, of other unions. And so uh, it has achieved something here with the strike and it has got a better offer from government and it has clearly moved the dial slightly. But there were other unions who were willing to seriously consider what was already on the table. And you're right, it would have been 
it would have been deeply uh, embarrassing for them to to have other unions sign a deal that they were on strike rejecting, and it would have been a big blow to the to the labor movement. In some way, all these unions are in it together in the public sector. There's four hundred thousand public sector workers. Whatever deal the GEU strikes will be the baseline that all the other unions use to start negotiations, and they all have me too clauses in their deals, which mean if the teachers or the nurses negotiate a better deal than the other unions get that uh, as their deal as well. So a good starting point for the for the other unions. But at this point, um, squeezing more money out of government is, is going to be difficult, I think. Well, speaking of more money, let's talk a little bit about that as well. We talked about the public accounts yesterday, the, the wake up call, wake up everyone, public <laughs> accounts day. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but look at those numbers. What a difference from a $10 billion deficit to what we're seeing now. Yeah, I mean, you know, public accounts is one of these weird things in government where it takes a long time to close the books on a year and to really understand whether the budget that we all pay a lot of attention to turns out to be the reality at the end of the year. And so what this is, is you got to go back to, you know, 2021, kind of that, uh, that the height of COVID, the vaccines are just out, everybody's wanting them. Uh, you know, the economy is shut down in, in a lot of sectors and government predicted this uh, extraordinary deficit uh, of almost $10 billion because of, of all the economic damage that was happening. Well, yesterday we get the kind of year end of that budget and it ended on March 31st of this year. And the most extraordinary turnaround I have ever seen in covering, you know, BC politics for 14 years where $13 billion in revenue appear during the course of a year as the economy surges to life from this from covid uh you know we had the second highest economic growth in canada and some of it half of it at least comes from taxes so you spend more and the government gets more in pst uh there the housing market went wild and the government gets more in property transfer tax uh and and that kind of thing corporate and personal uh income taxes were higher because people for by and large, most people were able to kind of preserve their jobs and companies were able to stay open compared to what we thought. So all of those things are great indicators for government. And we talked about this yesterday, that that, that looks like a massive amount of money. You know, the government ends the year instead of in a $10 billion deficit, it ends the year in a $1.3 billion surplus. And there was a lot of questions yesterday about, okay, well, is that money lying around? Can we take it, throw it on the labor negotiations, make that deal a little sweeter? Can we start solving the family doctor crisis? Can we throw it at, at emergency rooms? At, what, what can we do with this extra money? Which is not how government works. There's a law and there's a requirement that when the books close, any surplus that's left over, boom, automatically gone instantly onto debt. Uh, and so that $1.3 billion, $1. billion is gone. It was gone March 31st. It was gone April 1st of this year onto debt. So it's not there, as the finance minister put it. There's no dump truck full of cash behind the legislature that you can dip into and start tackling some of these big problems is gone, uh, so which is, I think, a lot of people will be disappointed with. But but it still is a immense, like an, an enormous economic turnaround. And like we said yesterday, the question is, is it still going on? It, are we still in the middle of that? And I think with inflation and interest rates and uh, yeah, all of that, I, I don't think we are. And that makes it even harder for people to understand how we how we've come back roaring to life, but at the same time, 
it might not currently be the situation on the ground. So there's a lot of there's a lot of context to those numbers from yesterday. Yeah, definitely. But uh, certainly a bit of a surprise uh, for people, uh, for sure. Rob, we'll leave it there once again. Thank you so much. Okay, take care.